everybody. Welcome to the Mini Break by Cracked Rackets, your daily podcast for storylines, results, and controversy in the tennis world. Today is Wednesday, August 14th, and we are here to talk some more Cincinnati tennis. My name is Jamie McDonald, and I'll be your host for today. And with me is my Wednesday regular. Great to be back on schedule with this guy, Matt Stokowiak. Matt, how you doing? Jamie, what's up, man? A uh, little bit of weather, I guess, at the end of the day here in, in Cincy, but we, we still got plenty of matches to talk about, man. Men, women, uh, Cincinnati, obviously, phenomenal event, one I always look forward to every year. So uh, it's been been yeah. good so far. Good tournament. Well, no, no doubt about that. Well, hey, the rain delay does give us the chance to stop watching, turn off the TV, and dive into this little podcast here. So without further ado, let's let's uh, let's go ahead and get into it. Um, we're going to start on the women's side, just run through some of the results on the day. Just a quick note, too. Unfortunate for a couple of American women, both Serena and Anna Samova have now pulled out of the Cincy draw, citing back injuries. Uh, I mean, it, it's hard to tell. You know, you don't want to just throw out conjecture and stuff, but concerned or not right now, Matt? Um, I mean, a little bit. My concern isn't super high for either one of them. We knew Serena, sure. obviously, uh, had to pull out of the Rogers Cup final last last week against Andrescu. So um, this, to me, wasn't that much of a shocker. I think she's just really trying to make sure she's good for the U.S. Open, which I'm on board with. I mean, obviously, the Open's going to be more important than Cincinnati. Sure. Same thing with Anna Samova. Hopefully, um, you know, she's just got some back tightness or, mm-hmm. you know, whatever it may be. If she's good to go in a couple weeks, then, then it's totally worth it. So my concern at this point isn't super high. Obviously, if we get closer, you know, within the next week or so, and they're still, you know, talking about about some issues, then that'll definitely be a little more, um, you know, I'll be a little bit more concerned. But for now, I think we're okay. Yeah, no, and I mean, I think that's fair, especially when we're in this season. You know, everybody is focusing on, you know, what's going to leave them with the best chance, what's going to leave them healthy come time for U.S. Open. So it's like, it's unfortunate to see because, man, these draws are so much fun when they're star-studded. But, you know, you also don't blame them, you know, even if it's just precautionary sort of stuff. It's like, hey, you know, right. you need to be ready to go for the U.S. Open. So um, at least right now, uh, I'm not too concerned. Hopefully nothing bad comes of it for either of those. But currently, uh, as we mentioned, there is a rain delay going on. Kvitova and a good one with... Uh, Sakari, that's four all in the first set. The rain also delayed Sophia Kennan. Um, she's on against Georges, right? Georges, right now. Um, but let's go ahead and hop into it. Of course, Serena was slotted to play later tonight. Since she pulled out, she is not going to. But in terms of results that are already finished, we can go ahead and hop in. Some good news for American women. Some good wins today. Madison Keys with a huge win over Muguruza. Drops the first set 6-7, but comes storming back to win 7-6, 6-4. Brady has a big, convincing 2-2 two two win over Jabur. Burtons goes out the 5 seed to Venus Williams, the veteran, 6-3, 3-6, 7-6. Now that one... That's a big one. Venus Williams, I guess, just expectation-wise, I mean, I don't know, pretty low, so maybe that's part of it. But this is a huge win for me. Yeah, it's a big win. I mean, it definitely over a top-five player, somebody the caliber of Burton's. I mean, like you mentioned, Jamie, I mean, Venus at this point of her career, I just – my expectations aren't really there for her. So this is one that I didn't see coming. Uh, it, it's big time. I mean, to pull that off 7-6 in the third, I think – you know, that it's a big win. And it's just with Venus, you never really know, like, at this point, if that's going to really give her any momentum, you know, going into the rest of the tournament, or if, you know, that's just one kind of match and, you know, she may look sluggish tomorrow or, you know, I, I don't really know. So, I mean, regardless, for today, it was a great win over a top five player. 
you know, somebody that I think a lot of people would say that Burton's is, you know, a sneaky contender for the U.S. Open. So, yeah, uh, yeah definitely a big result. Yeah, and it's one of those things where it's Venus Williams, but also it's it's a 39-year-old Venus Williams, right? right. And we've seen her her struggles um, just, you know, physically and, of course, with her serve. People, every time she steps on the court, you know, someone's talking about how her serve, how many, you know, miles per hour has come, have come <laughs> off of that. Um, but it's great to see her, you know, being able to come up with these big sort of wins. And, you know, you hear her in press conferences, not not that her attitude has really changed that much in terms of just wanting to be out there, but it's, it's nice to see that, look, she's 39 and she's still like, yeah, you know, I love it and I want to be out here. So that sort of mentality is keeping her going, gets a big win on the day. Um, another tight one, Kasatkina is over Strykova, 6-4-7-6, in that breaker. Wang takes out Monica Puig um, in three sets. That's a good one. Drops the first set, 3-6, but comes back to win 7-5-6-3 in the following two. Shea takes out Wang, 6-3-6-4, fairly routine there. Kontovit takes out the 13 seed, Kerber, 7-6, uh, that's 9-7 in that first set breaker, and then 6-2. Donna Vekic, um, in pretty good form, getting a routine 4-3 and three win over Siniakova. Azarenka gets a win over Bencic, but Bencic had to retire midway through that one. Azarenka won the first set, got up a game in the second, and Bencic decided to call it. Alexandrova taking out Suarez Navarro, 6-4, 6-1. Zhang taking out Kuzmova, 6-3, 6-1. I mean, just out of all the ones, I know I was going fast there for you, but are there any that really either stood out to you or ones that you want to talk about? Because there's a couple for me if you don't have any. Yeah, I mean, not really. Really, the match I think that that is kind of disappointing is the Azarenka Bencic match, you know, which ended in a retirement. Sure. That was the one exactly. that I was really I was looking forward to that one. Uh, yeah. Bencic has been playing well all year. Obviously, we know what Azarenka can do. Um, so that match, you know, I was really hoping we were going to see a full match there, uh, you know, but it gets cut short, uh, Benchich pulls the plug and, you know, we, we get, we get the result that we do. Other than that, I mean, I think everything was, was fairly routine. I mean, I'm not shocked by any of these results. Contavit, you mentioned that match over Kerber. She's mm -hmm. been playing well recently. So I, I mean, while that may be considered an upset to a lot of people, I, it, it's not shocking. I mean, yes, sure. it is an upset. You know, we may not have called that one if, if we were predicting it. But at the same time, I'm not completely shocked. Other yeah. than that, everything else seemed, you know, pretty routine to me. Sure. And, you know, look, we're, we're also talking about, uh, you know, the women's side, the, the tour generally with the exception of Serena a couple of years ago, right? You know, a tons of these seeds, especially in tournaments like this, fall left yeah. and right. And so, you know, a 13 seed going down, you know, I'm not really batting an eye at. But that right. is one I wanted to talk about, Kerber, because I just I, I'm always kind of fascinated with Kerber and I'm wanting to see where she's at. I mean, she's won the U.S. Open. You know, we've seen her play some great tennis on hard courts like where do you, where is she at right now? Like, do you put her in the contender bucket for U.S. Open? Mm, I mean, she's definitely not one of my top contenders. No, okay. no, she's not. I mean, it, she's always kind of a sneaky pick, right? Because she has that sure. she has that pedigree. I mean, Grand Slam champion, multiple right. Grand exactly. Slam champion. So exactly. she's been ranked at the top of the game. She's beaten all the best players in the world. But right now, I just I don't think her game. She's not really. She's not playing her best at the moment, at least in the in the past no. couple of months or so. No. So I just 
on my list of contenders, she's not going to be up there towards the top. But you never know, man. I mean, if, if the draw breaks the right way and, you know, there's some seeds that end up going out in her section, I, it wouldn't shock me to see her get through and make a pretty deep run. But I think a lot of that is going to depend on the draw and just if she can pick her game up a little bit, because I think I think she's going to have to if she wants to make a pretty deep run in, in New York. Yeah, fair enough. Well, the only other things I want to call out is just, once again, great American tennis. Keys, huge three-setter over uh, Muguruza, and hopefully we can see some good stuff from Kennan as she takes on Georges tonight. So we will see. But um, let's go ahead and hop on over to see for tomorrow what could be on the agenda, weather pending, of course. Hopefully this clears up and we're here for a full day of tennis tomorrow. But got some big names in actions tomorrow. Tomorrow, The three-seed Pliskova will be taking on Wang. Osaka will also be in action tomorrow. You know, Shea and Brady. Stevens is in action. Um, Alexandrova and Halep. I think the biggest one, though, for tomorrow, and this is probably fairly obvious, but the one seed, Ash Barty, taking on Sharapova. That's that's set for tomorrow. So that one's going to be fun. You know, obviously just a huge clash of styles and just a clash of difference in pretty much every category. But, uh, I mean, thoughts on this one before we head into it? Yeah, I mean, this is definitely the big one. It just jumps out at you on the schedule for tomorrow. But, I I mean, I like Barty, man. I really do. I just – Sharapova, to me (sighs) – I just again, she's another player right now that my confidence. I just, I, I don't, I don't really see her winning big time matches at this stage of her career anymore. Barty, number one in the world. You mentioned her game. She's gonna mix it up. She just plays so good all around. I think she can frustrate Sharapova. Um, I, you know, I think it could be fairly close. I mean, I think it could definitely be a competitive match depending on how Sharapova serves. Uh, but yeah. I'm picking Barty, man. I mean, I'm pretty confident in that unless she just lays an egg, man. It is just not not into it at all. Um, yeah. You know, I. but if, if she shows up to play, I fully expect her to win that match. But yeah. hopefully it's it. Hopefully at least it's at least pretty tight. Yeah. And I think that's fair. I think for me, at least with Sharapova right now, it's just especially with the game of Ash Barty. I mean, look, you look at this matchup. Ash Barty is someone who just is constantly asking that question, right? And so when you you play someone who's a big hitter, you know Sharapova is going to have control of a lot of these rallies. It might not be comfortable control. You know, Barty might be slicing things or giving her different looks. But, you know, Sharapova, at least as of late, has not shown that she has that sort of vintage shot tolerance that she has where she can just magically slap balls and they all go in right, right. um and so i i feel like there are going to be a lot of points where even if Sher- sharapova has control she's not going to be able to make enough quality deep huge balls um that can hit Barty off the court but we will see only time will tell um those are the ones that i really want to focus in on tomorrow so hopefully i'll get to watch as much of those as possible but um let's go ahead and hop over to the men's side because we do have some good ones to get through in terms of action today. Um, starting with the ones that are either on court or have yet to be played, Federer um, looks to be in a pretty comfortable position, taking on uh, Londero. Takes the first set 6-3, currently in that rain delay, 2-all in the second. The only other match on the men's side to go on this evening um, is Karina Busta and John Isner. So hopefully that one will get on, and we'll see the 13-seeded American in some action. Um, but well, we'll see what the weather does. In terms of completed matches, man, there were some really, really good ones today. Um, you had some Americans in action. 
like, well, just there's a lot to go through here. So I'm yep. just going to start with the good news for the Americans. Tiafo comes up with a big win over Monfi, 7-6. That's 9-7 in the first set breaker, and then 6-3. I mean, what do you think about this win for Tiafo? How big is this? Well, he, he needed it for his confidence. I mean, Francis, I so. he, he hasn't he hasn't really tasted that much success recently on tour. He just he hasn't been able to string together a lot of wins. So I think this is big. I mean, remember, Monfi's... Uh, made the semifinals in in uh, Montreal last week. He actually pulled out to Rafa in that match. But, I mean, he was in the semis. Final four, he was looking good. He beat Bautista Agut in an awesome quarterfinal match there. So, I mean, Gael had been playing really good. This is a mm-hmm. big-time win for Francis. I mean, hopefully, you know, he can use that and, and, and you know, kind of get on a little bit of a roll here heading into the Open because – um, you know, like I mentioned, he just, he hasn't really had the consistent results that, you know, some people were probably hoping for this year thinking, you know, maybe after that Australian open run that he made, he was really going to come on strong this year and, and be super consistent, but he hasn't, um, obviously he's still young, so I'm not too worried yeah. about it, but yeah, great win, man. Yeah, for sure. Well, yeah, he's only 21, so we'll see. But, um, you know, the Frenchman, Monfi going out there. A different Frenchman on the day, Benoit Paire getting a win over Verdasco. Verdasco retired after the dropping the first set 4-6, so Benoit Paire is through. In terms of other Americans, Sam Query got the tough draw going up against Djokovic, the number one seed, who looked to be in pretty good form. Takes him out 7-5, 6-1. Djokovic moves on pretty routine by his standards. Taylor Fritz and Goffin had a great three-set match. Goffin ultimately just too good in that third, third set. Takes him out 6-4, 4-6, 6-4. Taylor Fritz is out as well. Um, unfortunate for the American men there, but hey, I mean, you're losing to Djokovic and Goffin. That's, those aren't bad losses by any means. Um, no. So... And nothing to worry about for me there. Schwartzman taking out Jerry 7-6-6-3. Medvedev looking very good, um, as we expect at this point, I suppose. Um, taking out Kyle Edmonds, 6-2-7-5. The other Russian, Rublev, um, looking pretty good today as well. Someone, I, I think this is a really interesting matchup. I mean, he's t- he took on the 15 seed, Basilishvili. Both of these guys just love to sit on the ground. I mean, just sit at the baseline and just rip balls. Yeah. Um, so you know there's going to be some huge ground stroke points in this one. Um, I know a couple days ago on the mini break, Gruskin was talking about how when he watched Rublev in person, he was just so impressed and loved to see how, I mean, how he just attacked and uh, that ball the, from yes. the ground. It's just crazy how he does that. Um, you know, he's not, neither of these guys are big. Um, they're not big dudes, but man, they're just sitting there and they are ready to pounce. Rublev does a phenomenal job of getting his body behind the ball. Um, and I mean, just some of the shots that he's able to come up with are crazy. Basilishvili is the same way when he's able to step in and rip the ball, but the Russian just too good on this one. 6'7, 6'4, 6'2. He moves on. Shapovalov has a Tough opening set, um, drops it to Josusa, 2-6. Had a really bad, I believe it was, I think it was opening service game. Um, just really poor start for Dennis. But yes. rebounds, takes him out 6-3, 6-2 in those final two sets. Um, he looks pretty good. Someone who's just so dangerous on the hard courts. You know, I think at least in the last maybe couple months, um, depending on who you are, you maybe expect to see a little bit more out of him, and he kind of went away there for a bit. Had those uh, had those draws against Stroof early, and uh, it kind of ended his <laughs> ended his runs in tournaments. He didn't like that matchup too much, I don't think. But um, it looks to appear he's back, and I mean, he had a couple shots today. Another talk about a guy, you know, we say it with Rublev, but talk about a guy with Shapovalov who's even more athletic and explosive, I think, and 
man, some of the slaps he was putting today were just absolutely ridiculous. He had a couple passing shots, things on the run that you don't think you're you're ever going to see, and this young guy's coming up with him. So um, hoping that he keeps on that tear, he's through as well. Another young guy goes out to the 11 seed, Bautista Agut. Um, that's her catch. She goes out 6-7, um, Not a bad loss, I don't think, there. I mean, Bautista Agut is really solid, and he's looked to be in good form. Anytime this guy's on a hard court or a clay court, he's going to be dangerous. Well, actually, grass court, too. This guy's yeah, really good on I mean, all surfaces. Um, but, you know, man, this guy's good. I think with her catch, I, I don't know. For me, he's one of those players where, I mean, he's knocking on the door for a lot of people. When, at what point do you expect someone like him to win a match like this? Let me put it that way. I mean, I, th- I think it's coming uh, for, for Gruskin's boy, Hubie. Um, of well, I, I had to I, give him some airtime here, you know, come on. Yeah, you did. I, I mean, I definitely think that it's coming. He just, what he needs to do is just build that rally tolerance. I mean, where his issue comes in, he he serves well. I mean, there's no question about it. He's a big guy. He moves really well for his size. Um, but it's just, when you're playing a guy like Bautista Goot, your rally tolerance has to be ridiculously high because the ball is just going to keep coming back and keep coming back. And I think Hercotch just, he makes some errors, you know, just a few too many unforced errors, you know, at the, yeah. at this point. And I think that's kind of what's holding him back in some of these matches where he's playing the top players in the world, but he's knocking on the door, man. I mean, he's got the tools. I really like his game. I think he's still on the rise. So, I mean, to answer your question, it's not going to be too, too far down the road that he starts to win some matches like this. I, I really don't think so. It may not be in 2019, but I, I would say if it's not, I mean, definitely going into 2020, um, you know, if, if he's still on the rise, he'll be able to pull some out like that. He's just got to, from the baseline, build that rally tolerance a little bit more, and I think he'll be fine. Yeah, no, I think that's fair. And, and for me, the reason I asked that question is because, you know, he's a guy who he's got some name recognition now. You know, he's he's gotten up to, what, I believe, 41 is his career high singles. So, yeah, I mean, and he's come up with big wins, too. So I think for me, it's just when does the consistency piece come into play? I mean, look, right. last week he beat Sitsipas, the four seed um, of the Rogers Cup. So he's had some big wins. I think it was at Wimbledon. He also took a set off of Djokovic. Yeah. Um, and so, I mean, he's, he's had big wins, um, and he's had good results in different places. For me, I think it's really the mark of getting to that next step, though, when you go into these Masters 1000s and, you know, you can take out a guy like Bautista Agut consistently. You know, that's to me, that's a pretty good barometer of, wow, okay, this guy's making it. You know, there's yeah, some— for sure. Who is, who is uh, Gruskin's best, uh, what does he call it, the litmus test? Is that Manorino? Is that who he always uses? <laughs> um, I think this is a little bit higher of a litmus test, but for someone who really has the potential to be in that top echelon, right. um, you know, this is a, this is one of those matches where you think, like, hey, man, if you're going to make it, look, yeah, you're only 22, but pretty soon, if you're going to be making it up, you got to be winning matches like this routinely, or not routinely, but consistently, let's yeah. put it that way. Yeah, I mean it's it's again. I think it's coming. It's just he's not quite he's not quite there yet. You yeah, know, let's let's fair. let's be honest. He's just not at the level as some of those other next gen guys that we've talked about. Um, just not not at the moment. But That's he's fair. he's got the tools. They're all there. I like his game. I really do. Um, you know, let's just give him a little bit more time, and and I think he'll be there. Yeah. No, I agree. But. One more great match that we have to go through on the day. The match of the day, in my opinion, and hopefully in the opinion of many other spectators. But Dimitrov, Dimitrov and Vavrinka. And before I say this, oh, can we just again? talk? 
we didn't. Well, we didn't. We didn't go through this whole match. <laughs> no, no. I they played again. I know. I was like, wait, we didn't talk about this. Am I going crazy? Again? No, no. No, I know it is ridiculous, and it feels like we've talked about this match like seventy times because it's absurd. Over the last year, the amount of times that these guys have drawn each other in the first round or even early in a tournament is just insane. Um, and lately, Vavrinka has really getting the better of him here, which. I mean, I don't know. I guess at this point you expect, but I mean, I think that's, I think, correct me if I'm wrong, I think that's five in a row um, yep. for Vavrinka over, over yeah, Dimitrov, so that's tough. I mean, look, you look at it in Cincinnati, so that's the one we're looking at right now. Vavrinka sneaks it out, 5-7, 6-4, 7-6. I mean, they just played at the Rogers Cup. 6-4, 6-4, Vavrinka. They played at the French Open. That was third round, but Vavrinka wins that one. Yep. Um, they, it's just it's just insane. You go all the way back to U.S. Open of last year, they drew each other first round, um, mm-hmm. which was awful for Dimitrov. You thought he was maybe getting some momentum. He was the eighth seed, loses in straight sets. Um, Wimbledon, they drew each other first round, and Vavrinka <laughs> wins. I mean, it's just it's crazy. How many times are these guys going to play each other early in tournaments? The draw's rigged, man. I'm convinced of it. Like, I don't know how many times. It just seems so weird with the draw sizes, you know, they're as big as they are, especially in the majors. We're talking 128 draws. I mean, the chances, like, what's the percentage that those two are going to draw each other that many times in a row? I just, it's, it's unbelievable. But, I mean, I feel like of all the matches, this was really Grigor's best chance, and he still... Could not pull it out. I mean, for a while, yeah. I thought I thought Stan was going to blow it. In that third set, he was serving 5-2, oh, 5-4, five, 6-5, five, five, and it still got into a breaker at that point. Yeah. You're like, Grigor is going to win this thing. Like, it just it seemed like it was destined to happen. And then, sure enough, Stan ends up winning again, and, and Grigor loses for whatever, the fifth time in a row. I Yeah. Yeah. It's tough, and, man. And Vavrinka's pretty funny, even on like social media and stuff. He's pretty active, and you know he instantly posted after that one. He's just basically joking at himself, like, "Yeah, well, I had like all these different chances, but hey, I ended it with an ace, so we're good." Um, and if you guys didn't see that, it was a huge one thirty-eight bomb down the tee to finish it off. So, um, really put an exclamation point on the end of that match. But yeah, definitely shaky in terms of closing out that match. Credit to Dimitrov for being incredibly scrappy in that one, um, but just. Unfortunately, not good enough for Stan. Um, a quick update for you here since we are live here on Tuesday night recording. Federer and Londero back on the court. Federer immediately gets that break and is serving up a break 3-2. He's cruising, man. I'll, set. Yeah. I'll tell you what, Jamie. I was watching this match. I mean, Feder- the first set was 6-3, but it took 21 minutes. Yeah, Just that's to give uh, you an idea special. of yeah, I mean it is, was uh, not close. Is he cruising because he got to talk to the famous Alex Gruskin of the Great Shot Pod? Is that I why mean, he's cruising? I, I think that might have something to do with it. And you know what? He's not rocking the ponytail, but I man, I mean he's 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 playing like it. I'll tell you I that. Know. I mean he's looking good on serve. Landero, obviously clay court player. I mean I didn't expect much to be honest for, from Landero in this match. Well, I, I didn't. It's, but, yeah, it's tough. Federer, you know, you're going up against Federer here. <laughs> yeah, on, on, on a hardcore. I mean, if it was on clay, that's one thing. But, yeah. I mean, in Cincinnati, I just – that's 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 a bad recipe for, for yeah. Londero. So, um, Fed will get through that one uh, relatively easily. Yeah. Well, I got to do a quick plug here before we go into the previews. Um, as I mentioned, Gruskin did get the chance to talk to some of these top guys. Pretty awesome. Um, Crack Rackets, we had that – 
sweet press pass access. You know, Gruskin was talking to all sorts of people, asking Federer questions, Djokovic questions, pretty much had an exclusive press conference with Zverev. All of that's on our Instagram and Twitter feeds. Go check it out if you have not. So it's been a, it's been a ton of fun for him. And I'm sure the next time I get on the phone with him, that's, uh, that's all he'll talk to me about for like an hour. So I'll, I'll hear the end. Of, I will never hear the end of it, but that's okay. Cause it's pretty sweet. So check out that content if you haven't, but Let's go ahead and talk about matches for tomorrow because there's some pretty good ones that are coming up. I think ones that really stand out to me right off the bat, Kyrgios and Hachinov. Yes. I think a lot of people are going to be looking toward that one. Um, Kyrgios, you know, hopefully he's sort of back to being, you know, rested and he's ready to fight this one. Um, Hachinov has looked to be in pretty dang good form. So, of course, we're, people are expecting a lot out of him as well. Um I mean, it's difficult to call a match when you're expecting that, but do you expect Kyrgios to win this one or no? Well, here, here's the thing. This is what I'll say about Kyrgios. I feel like I always say this, but again, if look, Kyrgios is going to win if he shows up and is into the match and he wants to win. Like, because that's the case with Nick Kyrgios. I know I've said this before. I probably sound like a broken record, but it's the truth. If he wants to win, he will win. He's more talented than anybody. That goes for the big three, too. If he wants to beat them, pretty much any time he will be able to beat them. Uh, so, yeah, no, I mean, I think I think if Kyrgios is in the mood, I think he'll win. If not, Hatchinov will win. <laughs> it's really yeah. as simple as that. I mean, I hate to say it, but it really all comes down to Nick Kyrgios, you know? Yeah. And it's, yeah, I mean, it's one of those matches. It's not only is it on his racket, it's it's in his head. And, you know, I, I, I don't want to say it's necessarily just him deciding he wants to win or not. Maybe it is that simple, but there's oh, a lot is. going it on. Is. You think so? Because to I, I me, do. I think, I don't necessarily think so. Because when you see him talk about it or anything, I think part of it is just his style too. It, it allows him to stay loose sometimes. And I think maybe there's some, some mental things there that he doesn't necessarily want to um, act like everyone else on tour, you know, he wants to be his own person and he's kind of like, Hey, you know what, this is who I am. And this is, you know, led me to do some pretty sweet stuff. Like I'm talented. I have these great records against the top three, you know, this is who I am. This is how I play. And maybe it is just as simple as, you know, you show up or you don't, but for him, maybe there's some other demons he's fighting. I don't know. It's, it's tough to tell, but in terms of talent, I think you're absolutely right. If he's there and locked in, um, he's the better player, and and he will win this match. I mean, here's the thing, though, Jamie. Like, it's so easy to tell when he's if he's locked in or not. Like, you know, pretty quickly whether you can tell. You can tell it. He makes it obvious whether he's into the match or he's going to go into like tank mode. And I I mean, it's. Yeah, part yeah. of it though is he. Part of it is especially when he's not into it, he does exaggerate it though. You know what I'm saying? Like he knows he knows he's not into it, and he's like fine with it. You know, he's and I think that's something that he likes. He's like, yeah, I'm not gonna hide it. Like, I mean, he'll go out there right. and he'll he'll tank a set, and right. he's like, well, then I'll get him in the next set. You know, and like maybe that's part of his strategy. Maybe that's just him being him. You know, who knows? But regardless, you're absolutely right. Guy is just a ridiculous piece of talent. Um, and so, yeah, if he goes out there with a good mindset, I fully expect him to win that match, but there are some other great matches. We got to give the light of day to as well. Um, I think a really interesting one is Damon Auer and Opelka. Um, that's slotted to go on tomorrow. Vavrinka and Rublev. Um, talk about some more big shot making. I think we're going to see a lot of that. Shapovalov and Luka Pui, um, has a lot of potential to be an entertaining one for me. Tiafo, Batista Agut. Um, Struf and Sitsipas, Medvedev and Benoit Pair, uh, Pella and Gofen, Gasquet and Delbonis, the, uh, the Japanese battle of Nishioka and Nishikori. 
Um, I think that that'll be entertaining, at least from the ground. Uh, maybe if, see if Nishioka can some, do some damage there. Manorino will be taking on Kukushkin. Zverev taking on Kismanovic. Albot taking on Schwartzman. Um, Struf taking on Tsitsipas. A lot of big matches tomorrow. I think that Kyrgios Hatchinov one is the number one one to at least be interested in for now. Uh, my other one that I'll be sure that I want to watch, it, wow, there's really two, but I'm going to go ahead and pick the Vavrenka Rublev one over oh, the yeah. now or Opelka for now. Yeah, me too. I think it's going to be a ton of fun to watch. You know, Stan is one of those guys. He's, of course, he had his injury and he's coming back now. Um, and it, it's hard to tell right now if he's still really ascending um, to that top, top level. Um, I'd like to say he is because there's no one there's no one more fun to watch than an on-fire stand. I mean, he's one of those few guys throughout the years, throughout the big three dominance, who's been able to really hit some of those guys off of court. I mean, when he's on fire, we've seen it. He's able to hit a Djokovic, a Murray off the court, even in, yeah. in, in their best times. And so when he gets rolling, um, he's one of the most explosive and fun players to watch. So hopefully we see more of that. I think there's going to be some some big forehands and maybe some big one-handers from Vavrinka tomorrow against Rublev. But the other matches that really stand out to you? I mean, the other one that I'm, I'm I really want to know the level of Francis Tiafo against yeah. Bautista Gut. I think we already talked really, about yeah. it, it's a measuring stick, right? I mean, you, sure. you know. We just talked about Hercotch not really having that rally tolerance against a guy like RBA. I mean, Francis, I, I want to see if he's going to be able to stay patient and stay in some of those rallies. I mean, he's obviously got firepower. He's going to be able to be aggressive, but he's really going to have to stay in some of those rallies because, I mean, RBA is just going to be, you know, running around, getting everything back. So it's going to be interesting. It's a good measuring stick to see really, you know, Francis obviously had the big win today over Gael Monfils, but sure. if he can back that up tomorrow with a win over RBA, ooh, now yeah. now we're on to something. Right? Yeah, that's big time. I mean, that's especially if you put those two results together, you're absolutely right. Then you've really got something and I think Exactly. Um, not only are those two just solid wins i mean good wins it's it's a great set i mean it's just a great piece of momentum that he's got moving through the hard court season and going into the u.s open and of course you know tiafo an american guy is going to love the scene and the environment of the u.s open you know if you couple that sort of just intensity and the adrenaline that he's going to have playing on home soil and on hard courts where he's comfortable with some momentum based off of results um, I think he's very dangerous and can, and can, you know, make some runs. So hopefully yep. we see some more great tennis from him tomorrow. But um, do you have any more final thoughts on the matches for tomorrow? Yeah, I mean, really, man, they're, they're all pretty good. I mean, uh, yeah, once again, we get to this stage of a, of a Masters 1000 tournament. I mean, really, all the matches are, are picking up. They're going to be high-quality sure. matches. Um, so, you know, you can't really go wrong. I mean, Medvedev pair is obviously interesting. Um you know, really all of them. So yeah. I'm looking forward to it. Hopefully I'll be able to catch a good bit of these and, uh, you know, we'll see who makes it into the next round. Yeah, absolutely. Well, um, listeners, thank you for tuning in once again. Be sure to follow us on Twitter and Instagram for updates um, and our takes on all the action, both men and women's draws in Cincinnati. It's been fun already, not only with just the press pass, but the action. Um, crazy matches and three setters and tie breaks already, and I'm sure there is only more to come. So, Matt, thank you once again for coming on and be my Wednesday, being my Wednesday regular. It's always a good time. What do we say? That's a break. 
Thank you. And we'll see you guys next time.